just believing that she wasn't there took quite a few years. So I think writing the book and being able to hold it in my hands was really healing for me. Are you a mom with a story to tell, but not sure where to start? Publishing a book is kind of overwhelming. Now throw kids and babies into the mix and you got a lot going on, but that doesn't mean you can't build yourself a thriving author life. My name is Jackie and I'm a mom and an indie author and I'm here to show you how, step by step, to get your books written, published, and sold, even if the only time you actually have to write is during your toddler's afternoon nap. It's time to write like a mother with these mums write. Hey mums, building a writing career like life is full of lots of things you simply have no control over. So what can you do to gain some of that control? Well, Anya Wires is a Canadian mom whose first book, a memoir called Letters to the Mountain, helped her come to accept the loss of her best friend who disappeared on a hiking trip. In this episode, Anya shares how writing that memoir and the events that it triggered have helped her find ways to build her ideal writing life, despite the ups and downs that come with it. Please welcome Anya Wires. So Anya, thank you so much for coming on the show today. So I'm so excited to hear about your journey, writing your memoir and how all of that triggered your your journey into to writing. And um, so can you tell me what, what got you into writing? Back when I was pregnant with my youngest son, I just felt this urge to get this story that was inside of me out. And I started putting together a collection of letters to my best friend who had actually disappeared while hiking with her boyfriend um, back in 2010. Um, and it eventually became what is now my memoir. Wow. And that must have been really like emotionally challenging to get that out. Um, at the time I found it really, um, healing. It was a really healing journey for me. Mm. Um, being able to recount our time together when we were growing up, um, in Prince George in Northern British Columbia, and then time that we had together down here in Vancouver, but then also writing to tell her about the things that have happened since she hasn't been here, including my motherhood journey and becoming a wife and creating the life that I have now. So you you got this memoir out, you got the words out, the story out, and then what happened next? Right from the beginning, when I started writing it, I decided that I, I didn't want to try and traditionally publish it. Um, the writing uh, world is known for saying no a lot when you're going the traditional publishing route. And I didn't want anyone to tell me no when it came to this story because it was so personal. So I decided quite early on to self-publish. I know it's, that's not an easy feat that is a Mount Everest in itself. Yes, um, it was a journey in itself for sure. I'm, I worked with a professional editor and, you know, polished my book to the best of what it could be at the time. I'm super happy with the uh, book that I ended up with. Um, but definitely the, the other side of it after you have a book in your hands is that all the work falls on you as the writer to market and sell. And that part has been definitely challenging. Mm -hmm. Can you explain then how the, the writing school fit into this? Yeah, sure. So after I had my son and spent my maternity leave with him, I uh, self-published my book the following 
May, I had been uh, off my maternity leave for about five months. And then once that was published, I started switching to writing fiction. And I mean, not that I want to say I knew what I was doing when I was writing nonfiction, but I really felt like I didn't know what I was doing writing fiction. So I found the writer studio online at SFU and just decided to apply and then was accepted to work on my fiction manuscript with a group of nine other writers and our mentor. So the the memoir project, that was the story I needed to get out. And then, but you discovered in that process that, well, I really want to keep writing, but I need support. Yeah. And just direction and the writer's studio online was part a cohort where we reviewed each other's writing and also part learning about the mechanics of writing fiction and nonfiction and poetry and different um, types of writing. You wrote this memoir and that was a project that you just basically dove in on your own. Did it, you know, came from the, you know, that soul place where it sounds like it just kind of poured out of you, but you did it on your own with no real support or or background and now you are plunged into this like amazingly supportive space how what was it like the difference writing on your own and then with this in this program I think it was the writing in the program was kind of twofold because I was accepted into this group based on my writing including a sample from my book and it was nice to have other people acknowledging that my writing was good and my ideas and story were good. Um, Whereas with my memoir, I was so bullheaded about (laughs) getting it on paper and getting it published and doing the thing. Not that I didn't care, (laughs) but I don't know. It was definitely different to have a lot of support through these fiction writing, um, through the fiction writing experience, as opposed to mostly doing it on my own the other way. Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. I think when we're, when we are doing it on our own, we get so focused on like the end goal that that I think that can be such a driver for us where, you know, we just want to get it done. Yes, absolutely. And not to say that my writing isn't good in my book. um, But I've at once upon a time, I was trying to record the audio book and then the pandemic happened and everybody else was home with me and having two young children and trying to record an audiobook are not conducive to each other. So, but looking back, I can see like, Oh, there's a typo. Oh, I would have wrote that differently. But I mean, I think that as writers, that's just always going to be the case. We're always going to be want to going to be wanting to change our writing or do better or learn from what we're writing. So. Um, So what else was different for you? So it, it sounds like working in that program, you got some the valid, validation of your ideas and your skills, but also maybe less of a focus on like just getting it out. Sounds like maybe they helped you like slow down and, and just work through the process more. Yes, absolutely. Um, and since the cohort was really focused on providing feedback to my fellow writers, um, I learned that there's a lot more to writing than just getting words on the page. Mm. Um, learning from not only giving critiques to other writers in genres that I wasn't normally reading, um, but also hearing what they say to each other and different perspectives on the same writing that I'm reading um, really opened my eyes to 
how subjective everything is. Um, but it was a really positive thing, I'd say. I don't mean that as a negative um, result from the um, the process of the the program. Um, but yeah, learning from other people was really valuable. Right, right. Like learning how they approach the process or how they would approach like a specific paragraph, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Or just um, different ideas and um, reactions to, to certain writing styles or choices. Um, one book comes to mind of one of my cohort members was a historical fiction, kind of a thriller, but not a genre that I normally read in. So I learned very quickly how to politely give my opinions. And because I started off, I was like, well, my brutal opinion or my, I'm going to be brutally honest. And then my mentor was like, yeah, maybe don't use those kinds of terms when, you know, it's okay to be honest, please do. But I took a step back and I was like, okay, no, I can be known for my honesty without kind of being a jerk about it. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I guess even that term brutally honest, is funny. It's pretty loaded, isn't it? It is when you really think about it. I don't use it anymore. Yeah. Was it a full-time writing program? The program was part-time and it ran from September until June and the cohort met every two weeks. And then on the weekends, we did our other learning for the course. Um, So it finished in June of 2020 and the other eight writers and I have actually continued on reading, meeting every second week. So we actually still meet to critique each other's work. And it's kind of cool because we all live all over the place. Um, Some of us live in BC, and then we have one member in Halifax, one in Montreal, and one in Mumbai, India. Was it hard to like find the time or, you know, I know mom guilt is something that comes up a lot in this show is moms not wanting to, not feeling like they have the right to take time away to do things for themselves like was that ever something that you struggled with um the program was structured so we met every second tuesday 6 30 to 9 very religiously so i actually found that really helpful to be able to pencil that into my calendar and that was just non-negotiable mm. for me it was you know my husband was on bedtime duty and that was his thing and you know they wouldn't the kids would interrupt or right? <laughs> you know things would happen obviously since I have become a mom, I've tried really hard not to subscribe to mom guilt. Mm. I just refuse to because I'm a human being. I was before that my kids came along and I'm still going to be that human being after. And there are just certain things that I need to survive and thrive. And I definitely have some guilt sometimes, but I try really hard not to. Mm. When you look back then at your writer self from when when you started with the memoir and and your approach to writing now, like how do you even, not even just the craft, but just even like the the notion of being a writer, like how do you see yourself as different? Hmm, That's a good question. I just feel like there's more space in between getting things done. Um, When I first started writing Letters to the Mountain is the name of my memoir. Um, I was full force like words on the page, like far too many words compared to what actually ended up in my book. Um, And that was my focus, Uh, you know, a weekly word count goal and really spinning it out before I had my baby, obviously, because that 
definitely got put to the side, <laughs> the writing after I had my son. Um, and now I find when I am able to sit down and, you know, if I have a new project at my fingertips, I'm really able to sit down and just pump out the words, but it's just finding the time to do that is different now. Oh, because you have two kids, you mean? Yeah. And I'm also going to school again. I've returned to school again. Oh, <laughs> since wow. the writer's studio. Yeah. What are you going to school for now? I am taking the editing certificate program at SFU. Oh, nice. Um, so another thing that came from the writer's studio is that I learned that I really love giving feedback. Um, and then also having a good experience with my editor for Letters to the Mountain. I realized that I would like to do that for people one day, um, help them help them form their books into the, the best that they can be, um, take their words and help them make a story in between two covers. And so I applied to the editing certificate program last year and I've just am finishing up my eighth course and it will be one more year. That's amazing. So it's really changed your like trajectory. Yes. And so what does your writing practice look like now? So you mentioned that you, you know, it's, it's still a struggle as for all of us to find time to write. Yeah. There's not a lot of writing going on. Um, I had a weekend away with a girlfriend in May and we are both writers and I got a great amount of words on the page when it was her and I together away from the chaos that is my household. Um, but other than that, I just haven't been making the time to sit down and write. Um, I started working part-time again, so I'm working part-time, doing school part-time, doing the mom thing. <laughs> um, my youngest is still home with me on Mondays and Fridays um, before he starts kindergarten in the fall. And then now next week is the end of school. So the kids will be home with me full time. So I'm not sure when the writing is going to happen, but it's right there for me. Mm -hmm. Well, and I feel like the gift that you're sharing right now is just like that calmness and it doesn't have to, you've already invested so much and you are confident now in your writing practice and you're finding other ways to complement it, you know, with the editing but you're not stressed about, I, I need to get those words down. And yeah, I it's definitely a different, different place that I'm in right now. Mm -hmm. um, I'm also in the process of querying my first fiction project, mm -hmm. um, which is uh, the first book in a series of three about, it's a romantic comedy about a paralegal working in Vancouver. Oh, um, I love it. Yeah. So when I'm able to turn my mind to the writing, the writing hat, I have been querying more so than focusing on writing right now. And what do you think? So I know I kind of asked this, but I'm going to ask in a slightly different way. So your approach to the memoir versus then you have all this amazing mentorship through this program. And now your approach, like, do you think if you would have not gone to the program, like how would it have been different putting together this novel and then this, this subsequent in the series? Um, I think that I, I'm not certain that I would have had the confidence that I do. Um, I started writing this fiction piece before I started the program. Um, part of the writer's studio is that you um, specifically in the fiction genre you have to be working on a manuscript. 
And so I had started writing this book and I don't feel like it had a lot of direction. So without the program, I really have no idea where any of it would have gone. Because right. um, with the program, having people also believing in my writing and getting positive feedback and then learning the mechanics of um, writing fiction and writing a book and then querying and all like the program went through all of the processes surrounding getting published and writing. Um, I don't know where I would have gotten that direction from had I not taken the program. Right. So for maybe the moms out there that are maybe not started writing yet, but we have a story and that kind of calls us to the page, but not sure where to start finding a program like this one or, or like another, another one there. I'm sure there's lots of them out there is a really great way to allow you to focus on, on the story because you'll be guided through all of those pieces that will be, it may be overwhelming to you right now that may be stopping you. Yes, absolutely. I think that um, the education is priceless, but I think even just starting by finding a community of like-minded writers and people, you know, there are certain things that I get excited about where I rush to my writers group to tell them because, you know, my husband's always my number one supporter, but he really doesn't, you know, give a crap about the details a lot of the time. <laughs> so it's nice to find people that think the same way and they are out there. And I don't know that I realized that before I started the program. Um, I didn't have a writing community before that. So what do you see as like the future for your yourself in terms of like writing, like what would that ideal writing life look like? Cause I know it sounds like you're, you've worked, you're working on a lot of, I think you could say oars in the water, you know, things that you're move, moving towards, you know, you're working part-time as well. Are you working part-time in your, like you're in paralegal world? Yes. And I'm working from home. Um, and I've taken a bit of a step back for the summer, just working slowly at a couple of projects, just because I know that my kids are going to be home with me and it's, there's not a set amount of time that I can have, mm. um, every day to, to do that work. Um, but I do have a lot of oars in the water. That is a very good way of putting it. Um, my ideal writing future, um, I would, I am querying agents right now. So I would love to find an agent that will represent not only my series, but my future and my career as a writer. And I would love to like, have a lot of ideas for books as I'm sure all writers do. Um, but I'd love to be able to write my books and turn them out. And at the same time, build my editing career, um, you know, working for myself, taking on smaller projects that are meaningful to help others, um, cause I feel, I feel like I can add a lot of value as an editor. Um, so if I was, would be able to do both of those things, I think that would be my ideal. Um, knowing that both of my kids will be in a full day of school in the fall is really exciting for me. Yeah. Um, that's big. Yeah. So I think that that is when my writing will be able to pick back up again when I have that dedicated time. Mm -hmm. And you're, we didn't, completely, you know, here the, the end of your, the memoir, Letters to the Mountain. So is that, is that one, are you still trying to get it somewhere or did you feel like you had closure? Cause I know, you know, you didn't get the gift of the closure with your, your, your best friend. Do you feel like that, that memoir it, project itself had closure? 
Yes, I do. Um, it was always just about having the story for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and the marketing side is just really not for me. So, you know, I have copies of the book that I, I definitely try to hand sell and talk about my book and its availability when I can. Um, but that project is just kind of like my baby, but it's going to stay a baby. Mm. Um, the self-publishing thing has served its purpose for me. Your focus is now writing fiction and getting that traditionally published and building up the editing as a business as well. Yes. Um, I feel like, especially considering how long I've been querying for, that is a process that I don't have any control over. Um, but being able to create my own business, doing editing is Mm. still in the realm of my passion. And Mm. that can be something that I can focus on when, you know, when there are lulls in the writing or until I get an agent or while we're trying to publish and all of that sort of stuff. So it's nice to have something to work toward that's more in my control. It's a great, I think, like balance that you've struck, which, you know, and I I get into these nitty gritties because I, I feel like this is sometimes like the part that writing moms struggle with a lot is how can you make that transition? You know, maybe you don't want to be pouring all of your hours into your day job, but you can't just not have an income and you need something to focus on. And I think sometimes having all of our you know, eggs in the basket of, of a novel taking off, it can be very anxiety provoking and, maybe make you want to give up on the whole journey altogether. So I think this is such a great example of a a balance that you've struck is having these different pieces going. And then of course, you're still pushing your novel out there, trying to get it just traditionally published, but you're not like just waiting for that. You're doing all these other things too. Yeah. And I think that it's helped keep me a bit sane about it all. Um, I've been querying Romy Legal for over a year now. Um, and it definitely comes and goes in spurts. I've rewritten my query a couple of times. Um, and I actually plan to sit down with it and possibly rewrite the beginning of the book as well in September when I have more time. Um, but I don't know that, you know, they, you always hear, you got to get like a hundred no's before you get your yes. And (laughs) I mean, I've sent about 140 queries out altogether. And actually quite recently, I've found that I'm actually getting responses saying no, whereas mm. the majority of the responses in the first year, I just never heard back, mm. which, you know, I'd rather hear no, but it also can be, okay, I've had enough. No, like nobody tell me no right now. Cause I just <laughs> got like 13 in the last week and don't want to hear it anymore. Um, so yeah, it definitely helps to have another, you know, right now at school to focus on and then it'll be, you know, building a website and figuring out what I want my editing career to look like. So it's great to have that to focus on. That's still a creative um, creative avenue, but isn't, isn't the querying thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think something that's also echoed in my motherhood journey is that you really can't control things. So accepting that, you know, my kids fight all the time and 
you know, I have to stop them from making each other bleed a lot, but (laughs) there's not a lot I can do about the fact that they like to wrestle and don't agree and like to hit each other all the time, you know, just as there is nothing that I can do. You know, I just haven't met my agent yet. I haven't gotten my publishing deal yet. It doesn't mean it's not going to happen because I refuse to stop. Um, But there are just a lot of things that are out of control as mothers and as writers. (laughs) Mm. Totally. Yeah, no, I think this is just, I think that theme, like you just really hit it there on the head. It's like that. How do you deal with feeling like out of control? And, and again, it's, it's, it's interesting because I feel like your memoir also really touches on that because you said, you know, this thing happened to your friend and that's out of your control. You weren't even there. And so the memoir itself is like a beautiful way of you, like, I can't control what happened, but I can like make peace with it in my own way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really lucky that I was able to focus on writing because finding closure for something like that was not an easy thing. You know, when, um, when Rachel went missing, obviously nobody expected that, you know, she was actually a third year medical student at UBC and she was taking a year off to go and learn Spanish in Bolivia and Colombia, I think. And Um, volunteer in the hospitals there before coming back to finish her fourth year at UBC. And so, you know, I had planned not to see her for a while. So it was, there was just so many different stages of the grief that came along because it was like, okay, well, she's missing, but I wasn't supposed to see her anyway. So she, you know, just believing that she wasn't there took quite a few years. So I think writing the book and being able to hold it in my hands and just have the finality of a book between two covers was really healing for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so. That's such a beautiful sharing story. Well, what would piece of advice would you give to the version of you that first sat down to you know while you were pregnant <laughs> to like take this writing journey seriously? I think that I would just tell myself to believe in myself you know, a lot of it when I first started writing was just getting the story out. And I didn't think about a lot of the details that come afterwards. Um, And it took a long time for me to recognize, oh, hey, I've always kind of been a writer. And then my Mm -hmm. mom found a piece of, uh, it was an autobiography that I had written when I was, uh, I think I was nine. And it said, when I grow up, I want to be a writer. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, yeah, this all really makes sense. I had just kind of ignored the fact that I'm a writer for a really long time. Um, yeah, so I think I would just tell myself to to believe and that I'm worthy and and this is something that I'm good at. Where can people catch up with you? Um, I am on Instagram. Uh, my handle is Anya.wires. And I have a website, anyawiresauthor.ca. You can find my book on Amazon or uh, on my website as well. All right, perfect. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show and sharing, you know, your journey. It's just, it's really, I think, such a great reminder for those of us that, you know, we're not where we want to be yet. And so how do we, how do we, how do we live with where we're at now? Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. great. Thank you so much for having me, Jackie. Okay, so here are the top takeaways. Number one, memoir can be a powerful healing process and an end in itself. 
Number two, you don't need to do it alone. If you are starting out in your writing journey, consider taking a writing program. These can be transformative learning experiences because of the opportunity to get feedback, build community, and gain confidence. Number three, querying can be a long and no-filled journey. Consider other ways you can build your writing business where you can actually feel like you're moving things ahead, like taking editing courses to become an editor. These can provide you with another source of income and still allow you to be involved with the thing you love, writing. And number four, above all else, remember that little boys will fight no matter what. Thank you so much for listening. I will include links to the resources that Anya mentioned, including the Simon Fraser University Writers Studio. I thank you so much for listening. If you can take a moment now to rate or review this podcast on Apple or Spotify, that would help me continue to bring amazing mom writers like Anya to your lovely little ears. I will talk to you next week. In the meantime, happy writing.